All right, welcome to High Snobiety, capturing New York City with iPhone. Please welcome our moderator, High Snobiety Executive Editor, Jeff Carvalho. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming out to the Apple Store today. We're pretty excited to be here. Uh, the good folks at Apple have asked us to come and talk about capturing New York City through the lens uh, of iPhone. And this really came together as a uh, extension of a, of a story series that we have on High Snob regarding shooting uh, and capturing digital photography with the iPhone. You know, in some regards, uh, the iPhone and other mobile devices can really uh, accomplish what uh, a DSLR camera does today. And a lot of the storytelling that we're doing around it is you know, showing technique, tips and tricks, and apps uh, out there that can really uh, help you get the most out of the iPhone. And, uh, and with that, we've invited four fantastic photographers, all of whom spend a lot of time shooting with the iPhone to really come up here and tell their story, share what they do. Um, and we're gonna give you guys a bunch of live demos um, so you guys can see firsthand exactly what they're doing to, to get what they have. And, more importantly, you know, uh, everything up here is, you know, for you guys. We're going to open up a QA at the end where you guys can just uh, ask away. So thanks again for being here. And with that, I'd love to invite uh, our four photographers on stage. Fellas, coming up first is uh, Steve Sweatpants, Steve Irving. How you doing, buddy? Uh, we have Trash Hand in from Chicago, Illinois. Montreal's finest, Pete Williams, is joining us here. And uh, Yopush Pasha uh, is here as well. Thanks for being here, guys. So uh, one thing I didn't go through really quick is, you know, what, what phones are you each using right now to shoot? Which iPhone are you guys using? I'm using the uh, iPhone 6 right now. Okay. That makes two of us. I'm on the 5S. Okay. 5S as well. And... Uh, you know, just to get it out of the way, a lot of people, when we think about photography, it doesn't matter what iPhone you're actually using to shoot. I mean, the amount of shit I got accomplished with the iPhone 4 was crazy, so I don't necessarily think... I mean, you could use a 4 all the way up to the current 6, and I think you would actually be able to accomplish enough to get by, for sure. Right. Yeah, I'm on the same wave. It really, it really doesn't matter. Um, the best camera is the, the camera that you have. So, I mean, you can use anything at that point. You really just want to have a camera in your hand. Great. Uh, Steve, really quick, I just want to go through. You're, you're born um, in Brooklyn, uh, spent a lot of your time in Queens. Um, more importantly, you're co-founder of Street Dreams magazine. Uh, people are familiar with Street Dreams here, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fantastic publication that puts together the very best of uh, iPhone and Instagram photography out there. Um, talk to me a bit about how, how you got into photography yourself. Uh, for me, um, like I definitely didn't go to art school or photography school. I couldn't afford that. Um, I, used, I really used to be into like looking at family photos. Um, my, parent, my parents used to take a bunch of pictures of us like you know doing hood rest stuff when we were kids. Um, so I just got so used to looking at pictures like that, that I kind of, um, when my parents finally uh, gave me that family plan blessing, <laughs> right. um, I, was, I was able to really get into like iPhone stuff and photography because we really didn't have, I mean, not saying that everybody in public schools didn't have access to photography, but I mean, coming from where I'm from, like we just didn't, that wasn't the first thing that we were looking for. So, right. Um, right. 
Eric ended up finding me. Um, he's my, my Canadian brother. Um, he ended up finding me through Instagram after I've been posting for a while, for about two years or so, through um, you know, a bunch of Instagram stuff from iPhone stuff. And what I was doing, I, was, I started to source my work through a hashtag called 16 by 9 vibes And then Eric found that. And then we decided to um, link up one day and uh, really came up with this whole idea for the magazine. So I mean, without an iPhone, I wouldn't have a, I right. be here right now. Dope. Uh, Pasha, you came to, you first came in onto Instagram around the end of 2011, but it looks like you didn't start shooting with an iPhone until 2012. And uh, I'm curious to know, what was your first phone then? And do you remember like your first experience of what drew you to that platform specifically? Uh, when I first started, it was an iPhone 4. Um, but what drew me to it, I guess, was to see accessibility of how easy it is to just kind of capture everything with your phone. Like, you've got a legit camera in your pocket, you know? And you, you've gone to photography school and, and were into multimedia, and you were shooting film um, well before you got onto, onto the phone. Right, yeah. Right. It started in high school. I took a photography class, and it was all film work. Like, we would develop our own roles and all that, so... Got it. That was a good little foundation for everything else. Got it. Pete... By the way, Pete's also uh, an editor at High Snobiety and a longtime friend. Hi, Pete. How are you? Hi, Jeff. Nice to see you. Um, uh, every time uh, when Pete and I are in Berlin or walking around uh, the cities that we visit, he actually annoys me the amount of time he actually stops to hold his phone up and take photos. Um, but tell me more. Like, When did you start getting into photography yourself? Uh, I mean, the first time I really started shooting was when I started working with you guys. Um, it was the first time I met Jeff was at a trade show in Vegas. And uh, he just had me taking product shots for the blog. Um, and it wasn't until a couple of years later that I picked up the iPhone. I uh, actually saw my girlfriend had Instagram. And I just thought it looked amazing. And I hadn't had an iPhone at that point. But then the 4S had just dropped. And I picked it up and I just started shooting with that. Um, you know, just shooting my cat and food and sneakers. A lot of product stuff around high snobiety. Um, and then I just kind of started traveling more with work and, and shooting my travels and documenting that and it became a real passion. For sure. Trash, same for you as well, right? How did, how did you get into the phone? Uh, same thing. I had an iPhone 4 originally. My girlfriend had Instagram. Um, <laughs> and then one day, like, bored as hell on the couch while she was on Instagram. <laughs> so <laughs> I decided to download the app and then kind of clicked the Explore page and saw this sick landscape photo that was actually the caption was like took i took this with my iphone 4 and at that yeah. moment kind of like screwed my head up because i was looking at this amazing image taken with an iphone while holding the same iphone um, right so at that moment i started downloading apps and then you know 6 a.m the next morning i'm by the lake in chicago shooting sunrise cool so it was like around. major time suck for you that night then for sure but it, it led you to where you are today agreed um you know What's, what's curious and interesting is that there's a lot of photographers out there, traditional photographers, guys that are like my age, older guys that uh, sometimes look down upon um, uh, mobile devices for shooting as, as non-traditional cameras. And, you know, I just, what, what is it about uh, the mobile space today and that device, the devices you guys use, as well as the, you know, the, the social platforms, the photo sharing platforms, Instagram's not alone, there's a plenty of other ones out there as well. 
what is it that resonates with you guys? What is it that attracts you to it? That's a good question. I think one of the main things I noticed, like Trash brought up, is that the fact that you could take a crazy picture from an iPhone, it just transcends. I mean, with some people, I mean, they could either, you know, you know, stick with the iPhone, which is completely fine, or you will graduate to using other cameras, and, you know, you just feeds the knowledge of wanting to do more. So I think with mobile photography, it's more or less a gateway to do, like, way doper stuff down the line if you want to. Like, it doesn't have to be that serious if you don't want it to be, but it's just definitely a good platform, you know, to start off with. It's, de it's definitely the perfect foundation. But not only can you... To his point, can you take a crazy photo with an iPhone, but you can share it instantly right, from right. the same device, which right. is crazy. You and can if you share make a mistake, it to Instagram, Twitter, it. Tumblr, Facebook, you know what I mean, Snapchat, whatever. Sure. It's just, it's very instant, right? You have that moment. Very instant. But does that, does that in any way take away the moment of that shot because people can just, can take it that quick or is that, is that the beauty of it? I mean... That's, it all depends on the person at that point. <laughs> I think you can, um, if you look at a half glass full um, and you just don't be salty that somebody's <laughs> posting pictures immediately, I think, I mean, I think it's pretty dope. I mean, like, I mean, back in the, I had a pen pal. I had to write letters to somebody. I mean, you're not really writing letters to somebody no more. You could just send them a DM or you could slide into the DM, either or. Sure. But then, like, now it's just the immediate satisfaction of doing things. It's right. just, you just never had that at any time right. of point. How about you, Pasha? Um, I guess it's, like they said, it's, it's the instant being able to just photograph anything, any time of the day, just because you've got a camera in your pocket and all the different apps that are available that you can really make your iPhone pictures like look legit and professional and everything. Let's talk about the community of it. You know, photography is in some regards, been a solo sport for a long time. You know, there's been a lot of big names uh, um, in traditional photography, but, um, and there certainly have been photo walks in the past and people get together to shoot stuff, but there's something very different about um, today's world and people connecting. And, you know, I take the four of you guys as an example. You guys are all well aware of one another. Just talk to me about what the photo community is like for you all. Um, for me personally, I mean, like, like I said before, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the community that through um, that I found through um, Instagram and other social media platforms like Tumblr and you know Flickr, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's just like like it's just never been a point of time that you can really like link up with a bunch of like-minded people to go take pictures with an iPhone like for 20 minutes. I mean, if you told somebody that like 20 years ago, if you're on an AOL chat room, like, hey, we're gonna link up in a couple of years to take photos, they would think that you're crazy. Um, but then now it's completely normal and it's becoming more normal every day. And then other brands are seeing that, you know, it is normal. It's nothing wrong with like hanging out with a bunch of like-minded people taking photos. Um, and then now it's getting to the point that, you know, the things that we've been doing with Street Dreams, and then we've been taking those photos that used to just chill on hashtags and like, you know, chill in like internet cyberspace. And then now we can actually bring them into print. So then it gives purpose to photos that didn't have purpose before. Right, right. And, you know, you, you all travel a lot and have been to... You know, around the world, it reminds me a lot of like uh, some parallels with um, street artists and graph, where guys are just connecting and just finding spots to shoot, right? And I'm sure you've all have hosted uh, various folks coming in your town, uh, and I think that's that's a pretty fantastic thing that you that you all do. Um, it, it's great. Um, so let's show. Uh, can we just quickly show some of the photographs that we have up here? So we've got uh, some of Steve's photos. Steve, what's that first photo? When did you shoot that? 
Yeah, so these are all iPhone pictures. Um, this is like down the block from my house, that uh, shot of the World Trade Center. Right. Um, this is, uh, it was just like one of those days that I was definitely like on the couch all day. And I was like, you know, I feel so bad that the light looks really good right now. And then uh, me and my friends decided to go outside and I, my camera died. My actual, like my uh, camera that I've been using uh, mostly. So I just had my iPhone. So. That's like with like 15 minutes left with the sun, 15 minutes left with the sun going down, and I was able to catch that. And cool. if it wasn't for an iPhone, I wouldn't be able to, cool. to to catch something like that. And Steve, while we got you, let's look at what your app page looks like on on your phone. Okay. Um, what do you want to do on this slide? That's I think we can do it just here. Okay. And can we just really quickly run through some of the apps that you're using? <laughs> Shout out to Sonic. <laughs> that Sonic, Sonic Two Sonic. in the corner gets a um, lot of play. Clearly. Well, Sonic is my main app, and okay. <laughs> it's pretty good. It helps. It shoots really good photos, right? Yeah, uh, and yeah, he's blue, so it's cool. Um, so my, one of the main apps that I've been using um, for iPhone edits is ViscoCam and uh, Photoshop Express. Those are my two uh, personal favorites. Um, everybody, uh, um, I think most people. How many people have not downloaded Visco? That's crazy. Thank you. Oh, I know. We're still friends. We're still friends. Um, so Visco Cam is really cool because a lot of people, like, we've been, we favor it because um, a lot of the filters are film simulations. Sure. So that's why a lot of people tend to use Visco a little bit more. And then you could do a couple of different things in there. I love Photoshop Express because um, you can reduce the noise on your iPhone photos, which is a lifesaver when it comes cool. to editing certain shots. And, um, and retouch is awesome, too. If you have, like, um, something that's not there that you don't want to be there, you can got it. Got just it. get rid of it. Uh, let's look over. Uh, Pasha, can we pull up your page for a second and see what you've got going on on your phone? Where are we looking at? Are we looking at Pasha's photos here now? So where did you shoot this shot here? This was off uh, Manhattan Bridge. Um, was this is coming into the city, right? Yeah. Probably like around 7 o'clock, so the lighting was like around dust time. That's my favorite time to shoot. Got it. Got it. We've got a few more photos here of yours, too. I love this one with the reflection here on the taxi cab. And that, and that shot up straight. Um, let's talk about your photo page. What do you got going on here? So for like uh, low light situations, I use Average Cam Pro or Slow Shutter with like a tripod to capture like light trails or, or low light situations. But uh, my two go-to apps are Snapseed and VSEO. Okay. Trash, you're up next, buddy. Yeah. This, this is a pretty epic shot of, of Times Square. Times Square. Yeah iPhone reflection. Actually, the big big secret, I'm sure most of you know this actually already, but if you flip the iPhone upside down, it allows the lens to get closer to the puddle, which you can get a crazier reflection. Sorry, um, how do you do that? You just, uh, instead of taking it normally, you would actually flip it upside down so the camera is closer ah. to the puddle. How many people knew that trick? Pros. Get a bigger mirror and... This is, a, this is a great just cityscape shot here, too. Do you remember when this was taken? Do I remember when this was taken? I have oh, no where idea. where it was taken? Um, so I think somewhere in Tribeca, maybe. Okay, cool. Just a couple more shots from you, too. Oh, yeah, that's Willie the, B. That's the Williamsburg Bridge. Yeah, and then some rooftop in uh, Brooklyn. Sure, looks fantastic. Uh, this one's also a very iconic shot here. I love that trail on the, on the classic New York. Um... And Trash, you've got a lot of apps that you use. Yeah, it's my jam. What up? Um, Visco Cam, of course. Always. I use that 
uh, mainly for my filters, for my iPhone photos. Uh, Snapseed, that's just a classic. I rarely open it nowadays, but unless I'm trying to do the selective adjustment, the feature that they have okay. where you can really highlight um, or bring out brightness on certain things or darken certain areas. Got it. It's my favorite thing. PhotoForge, if you don't know about it, it's too late. You can't get it. <laughs> I already have it because like, I downloaded it back in the day. And so it's, it's currently... It's currently unavailable, discontinued, okay. but I can still have it because I downloaded it forever ago. But that's my one of my favorite apps to use. Every time I'm editing, I usually bring it in there. Uh, Retouch, that's one of the best in the game. Helps me get rid of little distractions that, like little pieces of trash that I think end up making the photo cleaner. Got it. To keep your eye on the prize. Got and then Skewert, that S-K-R-W-T, best straightening app for straightening, perspective, fixing your photo. It's you can get lost in that app for sure. Super. Average Cam Pro and then Image Blender. Cool. And we're gonna, we're going to go into uh, a bit more of some of these apps uh, a, a little down the line. Pete, um, this is a great shot of the piers that you took. A fantastic I think that's shot. down by Dumbo. Do you remember when you took this and which camera you used? Uh, sorry, which phone you used? Uh, that's with the 5S. It was okay. actually a photo uh, that I normally wouldn't have taken because of the time of day. It was really bright out. I prefer different lighting, but when I saw that boat going by, I just had to line it up, and actually was really happy with the results. Got it. Yeah, I have a question. How how much time do you guys take on uh, on your shots like this? You know, do you what's the longest you've ever spent to get the shot right, regardless of lighting for a moment? Just well, you go first. Now I was gonna say sometimes you only have like two seconds right. to get the shot, and that's the beauty about the iPhone is that you can be that quick because it's already in your pocket or already in your hand. You can pull out your camera that's long, but I don't know. Sometimes it's taking me two seconds. Sometimes it's taking me, yeah. what, an hour or whatever. Especially if you're going on a trip to go get a shot with just your iPhone, you know? Yeah, you have no choice. You kind of like, you, say, you can either post up. Sometimes I've, I've definitely posted up before. Sure. Definitely posted up. Um, Pete, real quick, you have a very uh, sparse photo screen. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like uh, just to stick with Visco Cam. I think that does almost everything I wanted to do. Uh, mostly just playing with exposure, contrast, saturation, that type of thing. Cool. Um, Square Ready is not as relevant anymore now that Instagram allows any uh, format, any ratio of upload. But I think it's really great if you're trying to do a one-by-one -one photo and really center something. Got it. Um, Cortex Cam is an alternative to Average Cam Pro that some people touched on before. Just really good for low-light situations. Um, it actually takes, I think, 12 frames and layers them on top of each other. Uh, just to create a higher quality file, uh, less noise for low light. Cool. And um, Instagram has some pretty good tools recently that they've added, such as the structure um, and just making last tweaks to it. How, how often are you guys um, downloading new apps or, or tweaking your own personal techniques? I mean, you guys out there exploring Pasha, you out there downloading every new photo app that comes out? I pretty much stick with what I've what I've got and just experiment within that app. Like Snapseed, there's the selective uh, adjust, and there's so many different little ways of tweaking the photograph. And sometimes you might end up with like three different edits of the photograph, you know. And when you when you have like when you have that moment like three different edits, are you? I mean, how do you select which one you share? Do you? I'll take two of them and take it into like Image Blender. Okay. Overlay both of them, and then you can control, like, let's say one of them, one of the pictures is more warm tone, the other one's more uh, 
blue toned, you can kind of like okay. control which one you want more of, which colored tones. And, and we're hoping uh, Pasha can give us a demo of that later. That'd be great. Um, all right, so let's go into technique because you know when we when we think about shooting with the phone, um, a lot of your end result or end product really comes down to how you've actually captured that original. Um, I've got a bunch of bullet points here that I think are pretty relevant, but I'd love to just get your guys' individual takes on what you think are some of the most important techniques in getting the shot with iPhone uh, and, and capturing it right. Again, before we even get into the editing phase. Pete? Um, I mean, for me, one of the big things is uh, finding new perspectives. You know, you may have seen something that's been shot many times. Um, you know, for me, I'm a, a visitor to New York, so I see photos of it every day. And every time I come, there's, you know, a list of places I want to see that I've never seen before. And when I get there, it's always a lot different in person than I, I saw it in the photo. And I find I usually kind of capture it in a, in a different way. You know, I think sometimes, like, people might not want to shoot something because it's been done. But you can always find your own way, whether it's just stepping a few feet to the side or looking at it from above or something like that. Um, it's in the eye of the beholder, really. Yeah. And, and that point, being aware of light and shadow is, you know, going to a spot at a different time of day or different weather at a different time of year, it's going to look different in every situation. Sure. And the rest of you guys, what are some of the fundamentals that you guys stick by when you're shooting? Or do you really just kind of let the, the camera go free? I mean, I'm all about symmetry, so turning on that grid... Um, I was going to say the same thing. That grid. huge. <laughs> do you all use the grid? Okay. The grid is massive. Like, um, just for lining up your shot, just that much more... I yeah. mean, the, we, you really are, you're doing your best to get as much out of that original photo, right? And try to do as little editing, editing as possible. I'm assuming that's yeah, the yeah, same yeah. for everybody. I completely agree. I mean, the less editing you do, the better the photo originally was. Got it. I don't want to over edit. You don't want to. I mean, me personally, I don't like over editing a photo too much. It, it kind of takes away from it unless you unless that's what you're going for. So, I mean, it, it makes the job a lot easier if you have everything kind of set up already. Sure. Um, and just to go through this list again, we just. Be aware of your light and shadow. You, all, you guys all agree on that. And what, what's the secret? What is the real secret to catching that on the phone? The, auto, the iPhone has like an automatic exposure, which is kind of clutch. Uh, so when it depends, like in the, sometimes it's, um, you definitely have to like tap the screen to a certain like, I guess like points on the phone where the light is not there. But if you're doing that, you pretty much could uh, really manipulate the photo, uh, photo the way you want to through the iPhone. So, I mean, that's key. Uh, because everything, especially a lot of the stuff that I shoot on my iPhone, um, a lot of it is automatic exposure adjustments. Uh, like, oh, the sun is this way, so maybe I should, you know, maybe focus a little bit more down, or the light's this way, you know, vice versa or something. Got it. Cool. And then you can actually, which I love about the new iPhone, I mean, you can adjust the brightness, the exposure, by actually moving up and down, by like scrolling up and down on the iPhone after you, like, click it, which is really awesome. And then... If you're shooting video or even photos, you can lock in that exposure just by like holding down and then all of a sudden that AEAF lock function will kick in. So then when you move around, the lighting actually won't change. It'll actually stay consistent. And, and folks are familiar with that function on the, the latest iPhone. Uh, maybe we'll demo that later on somebody's phone so folks yeah. can see it. But it's basically a function that lets you lock that exposure um, quite, quite nifty actually. It's, 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 it's very strong. Anything to add to the list we got here that we may have missed? in terms of how to get that shot? I mean, I think that mirror, that mirror perspective, flipping the iPhone upside down for, for puddles is a pretty good one to add. 
Any other secret techniques you guys want to throw on this list? You have to buy a MetroCard. That's about it. I think also, I mean, just always, most people don't even ever do this, but even at nighttime shooting and you're, you take out your iPhone and those, the street lights have like these weird streaks. You just like clean your iPhone lens and everything is like clean again. Oh, clean your lens. We left just that one off the list. Please clean right. your lens. The <laughs> iPhone lens does get dirty. My joint looks crazy. <laughs> that looks bad. I mean, but does that, <laughs> is there ever a time where that actually, um, you know, works to your benefit where you, a little bit of a smudge brings out some, something else. Yeah, 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 it's a character. Yeah. Sure, sure. All right. <laughs> so let, let's get right into it. I'm going to run through. We've talked about a lot of the apps that we're going to show here. So we're not going to spend too much time on them. Um, I may turn to Pasha. By the way, Pasha kindly helped us on uh, the, the story guides that we have on uh, Heist and Body. So I'm going to turn to him for a lot of this. But uh, we're going to run through a bunch of apps that tend to be, quite frankly, the most used um, out there uh, by these guys and others. And I know we've touched a little bit on some of them, so I'll just breeze through it. But Snapseed, everyone's very familiar with that. It's a Google app. Uh, Google purchased them not too long ago. They slept on it for a while, right? There was no update on Snap Snapseed for almost two years. And I have to admit, I was actually using Snapseed forever and gave up on it until that beautiful new icon showed up. And uh, it's a fantastic tool. It's a lot you can do with it. And just really quickly, what are some of your favorite features in Snapseed? Selective, adju selective adjust. And what is selective adjust? You can focus on a certain part of the image to edit it. Uh, you can increase the saturation, the brightness, make it darker. And the contrast. Contrast. Those three things. And hopefully we can show a little bit of that. Uh, the beast in the room, everyone knows, Visco. It's an incredibly popular um, application and, and filter program. Uh, so we'll, we'll pass on that. Re we talked about retouch for a moment. Can we just breeze again? What's the power of retouch? Uh, you're able to delete things like um, highlight something like a certain piece of trash or like even a, a trash can that's in like a beautiful landscape. So you're it's able like to you actually clone out? Yeah, you can clone it. it out. But it. it's like Got a it. smart clone. So you just circle it, press action, and Got it'll it. remove it itself. Got it. It's really easy to use too on top of that. It's like super easy. Cool. That's retouch. It's um, the details that matter. Slow shutter. This one I don't know. Slow shutter is fire. Slow shutter helps you do like long exposures. Okay. Um, I haven't used it in a while, but you can do. You can even switch from like lens blur. You could do motion blur, and you can also do like like light rails. So there's the different types. So you could either have the light drag, and that looks really cool for a long exposure, or you could do the motion blur to have like more like a pan. Got it. Kind of shot. Got it. It's an app that really mimics like DSLR photography. Great. But you're able to do it with your iPhone. Got it. Pasha uh, Image Blender, can you talk on that? Uh, so yeah, you can, it's the app that allows you to basically overlay two different images on top of each other. Um, and you can mask it to, let's say you, like I use it a lot for my juxtaposition, 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 <laughs> juxtaposition images, where I'd place like a, a person in a landscape. Sure. Like cutting out the person you can do, you can do a lot with it. Great. Uh, a couple more here. Big Lens. I'm going to turn to Pasha on that one again. Uh, so Big Lens allows you to make, um, like, give a lot of depth of field to the images. So if you take a portrait of someone, you can blur out the background and make it, just give it a lot of more depth to it. Got it. It's so it's, it's like, like adding bokeh? Yeah, bokeh. So it's, it's almost like stopping I'm not down. a photographer, but I just learned that word, bokeh. <laughs> 
Uh, and the final one on this list is Average Camera Pro. I'm not very familiar with this, but all of you guys have used it at one point. Pete, can you talk on Average Camera Pro? Uh, well, I touched on Cortex Cam before, which is similar to that. I haven't actually used Average Camera Pro. But uh, okay. someone it, else can it, take that. It, it's like... It's like it's really similar to um, Cortez Cam, and then what you can do is like you can set up the, uh, the you could do like 36 to like 126 shots. So that would be oh, like wow. your equivalent of being like a long exposure because you keep Got on it. taking like the same picture over and so over. So it's you know it's, how to do it. it's, it's it's mimicking the the uh, the idea of a long exposure by taking various shots. Exactly. Got yeah, it. but this is also like a it's an app that you need in like an iPhone case to sit on like a gorilla pod or a tripod because it, it it's gonna take like a minute and a half to take those 120 shots. Got it. So then after it takes all that, it compiles into one image. So don't trust your hand on that. Yeah. <laughs> I would not. Okay. Unless you're the karate kid. You know. Cool. All right. So we've talked about the apps, and I think it's, kinda, it's important for us to just get into it. And um, we're going to do some live demos here. Hopefully we can get this going. We're going to start with Steve. And I'm going to show uh, really quick before we jump to his phone. The, this is an image that we're going to play with right now. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Um, so I took this photo, God, I don't remember, but this is the, on top of the W Hotel roof on 14th Street. Okay. Uh, this is the same day that that building exploded. That was in, remember, remember around that, like around Alphabet City? I think it was around Alphabet oh, City. Oh, right, no, in the, the restaurant. Yeah, the restaurant. Okay, got it. So this is, is the same day, seeing? actually. Yeah, so you are seeing that. It's kind of like the smoke is bellowing out in like the bottom left corner, kind of, okay. if you see it. Um, so that, that I didn't know that was happening at the time. I just noticed. So this is an afternoon shot, then? Definitely an afternoon, like closer towards, uh, like it's just getting towards magic hour, but not just there. It was, it was going to be a storm, so then that's why you had a bunch of clouds. Steve, what is magic hour? Magic hour. This is the magic hour. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, so photographers like to call it magic hour because during time, during close to sunset, the light is the sun is really low and it makes like a really golden effect of light. So Got that's it. what they call it the magical hour. Great. The hour of the magic. So Trash, you're up. Oh no. <laughs> and just tell us a little bit about uh the shot that you captured. Uh I shot this with my phone I think five S. Maybe even my five. This is a five photo. So this is a five photo. Um, I put it in a throwback. Would you call uh, that vintage yet? No. <laughs> Three G Three GS would have been vintage. Um, that's that natural grain. Okay. Uh, and can you tell us really quickly before we go into the demo? Can you tell us what you're thinking about adjusting? What are you thinking about playing with here? And then we'll we'll get right into it. I just wanted to make sure nothing. When I was taking this, I wanted to make sure that my HDR was on. Okay. Um, just because. Sunset is, is always, it's always a hard time to shoot because you want to capture as much detail in the foreground as possible, but you want to capture as much of the color in the sky as possible Got as it. well with the background. So because the iPhone HDR is amazing, it takes two photos, put it together, one dark, one light, and it allows you to have that, all that detail in the foreground with okay. all that color and detail in the background without anything being like overexposed. Got it. Great. Let's, let's get into it. And Trash is just going to, I'll let you drive basically. Take us through. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is my iPhone. The first thing I'd always probably usually do is bring it into Visco Cam, which I already have New York City photos up. Amazing. Um, let's go to this shot. And everyone is familiar except for the one woman of the. It's familiar with this, uh, what you're looking at here. So it's cool, actually. 
you can delete your steps on ViscoCam. So you can always go back to the original in case you didn't want to step. Um, uh, so with this photo, you can see that I, the HDR did a great job. It has all the color in it and a bunch of foreground, but I do want to exaggerate it a bit. So I always like to bring my exposure down on a sunset photo. I think it just it helps bring the color of the sunset out without actually boosting the saturation. Um, so I always do that. And then I always actually adjust my exposure before I lay any type of filtering over. Um, that's just the way I do it. Some people might do it, vice versa. Cool. Uh, so, and then obviously you just have a variety. You can see the apps on, I mean, the amount of filters on ViscoCam is endless. But I do have a couple of my favorites, um, the F series being some of it, E series, e -series for sure. I think with this one, I went with E7. Uh, I just love the way that looks, especially for this color. It's got so great. So you, you start off by nailing down a filter first? For sure. Okay. And then uh, I will just want to add a little bit of contrast to help get rid of these faded blacks. Make it a little dark and deep. I want to, yeah, right? Don't go out. Um, and then. Because because I added a lot of contracts that actually like blew out the sky just a little bit, and Got because it. of that, I'll actually bring it in to highlights and actually save my highlights a bit and bring that color back just a little bit. You can actually see it right above like the skyline. Okay. And then right here, I'm pretty happy with it. Go ahead and save it. Save to camera roll. And what are you saving at? You save at the uh, largest size possible? Yeah, actual size. Largest size possible. Always. That's a good tip that we should uh, probably mention as well. Definitely. Um, from there, I will go to FortiForge. And uh, sorry, this again, this app is not available. Is there an equivalent app available? Uh, is this something that Photoshop Express can do? I think so. Play with levels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play with levels. That, that you're about to get into levels. I think this one is a little bit more intricate, but you kind of do that on Photoshop Express. Okay. Um, and then from here, actually, this used to be my straightening app that I used until the next one that I'll show you. But uh, you can mess around with a bunch of stuff. And then I always go to levels here, especially for my sunrise. You press this little eye, and actually, you can see like the background come in. But I choose these colors, and then I always like to boost it it really affects you can actually see that red and orange come in purple are, are folks familiar with color levels and uh, what trash is doing here and his adjustments i mean this is like strict like technical computer photography this is like even stuff that i mean to me it's like this is like beyond me got it and that's what the beauty about the iphone is like it's pure foundation to get you to this point yeah, once I save it from there, save the photo album. I love the old icons, by the way. Yeah, right? So sick. Cool. And then bring in to skewer. And again, you're using this app solely to straighten and adjust the photo. Yeah. And then from here, you can, this is where you can go crazy. So it's super precise about his straightening, which is amazing. And the, the grid it offers you is obviously one of the best. So you can get crazy precise. But 
even if you took the photo in a weird way, you can like manipulate it to like fix the perspective. Got it. Like got it. to make it. So even if like you try to take something that was a square and you wanted to line up a square, but like one of the lines was crooked because it was kind of looked like your iPhone was tilted forward or was tilted back, you're able to actually fix that lens correction with this app to make like a perfect square. Got it. So you really cool. get all these lines to your, your right corners. Cool. Great. Thanks for sharing that. We're going to rip through these quick because I want to open it to QA. But Pete, um, the photo that you're going to live edit for us, actually, I remember when you posted this on Instagram. Uh, because you probably about a year ago. Because you didn't tell me that you were in New York City, and I <laughs> discovered it through Instagram. So. Uh, but it's a, a fantastic photo. Where did you shoot this photo? Okay, so this is uh, at the pass station at One World Trade Center. I think it was soon after it was open. It's actually partially under construction, you can see. But uh, there's a walkway up above, and I, I really just loved the, the white look to it. Right. Um, so the main things you can see here, I wanted, I wanted to crop this into a square. So I was looking at that, the line on the right side coming to the wall as my crop point. And then I lined up on the left to make sure those were straight. And then I just sort of waited, waited out till the, the pattern of the people walking was, uh, was something I wanted to crop into. Um, so if we pull up the crop. So you're cropping within Visco? On this one, yeah, because you can see the, the lines are up now. The way I lined it up when I shot it. Um, you know, the thirds are pretty, pretty well lined up. This corner goes right in there. Got it. Um, and at the top. So crop that in. And then the main thing was, to me, when I was in there, it really struck me of how white and bright it was. But I think this photo came out a bit yellow. So the first thing I did was cool it down. So it looks pretty blue. Uh, temperature does amazing things. But then desaturate it again. So it's almost black and white but not quite. You can see, still see the light in the back. Um, then I bump up the contrast to play with the black and white more. Uh, sharpen it a little bit. How much sharpening is too much sharpening? I think, I think going beyond two is usually a bit much for an I iPhone photo. Is that the rule really of thumb? noticing it? Like you're just like, we bring it way up. When you start to notice that it's sharpened, I think it's, it's too sharp. Okay. So as a rule of thumb, two. Yeah, two is too much. Two is too turn. Two is too much? <laughs> two is too much. I'm going two turn. Um, and, then, and then from there, I lay the filter on top. I almost always go with the F1. So you filter after you've done your edit. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> and that's what makes everybody different. Flames. But actually, in this case, I found it's a bit strong, so I'm going to bring it down. Cool. Fantastic photo. And then the last step is adding a, a slight vignette. And that's my finished product. Great. Thanks for sharing that, Pete. Pasha, what do you got for us? Yeah. Oh. So I usually start with Snapseed for every image that I do, just to do like the basic fine tunings. My, my phone has a lot of baby photos, too. <laughs> so, yeah, you'll, uh, this is the Flatiron bu building. What time of day is this? This is around dusk as well. It's like my favorite time of, time of the day to shoot. Um, the ambience tool is really good on Snapseed. It can, um, 
basically kind of mimics like an HDR style. It really enhances all the shadows and everything. Got it. Um, play around the saturation and the shadows to bring out more like details of the building. You're now on highlights. Uh, the, the interface on Snapsy is incredible fast, right? Yeah, you can edit really quickly. And then with, with the temperature, it's always good to play around with it. And then I'll also take it into details to add structure. It's, it's almost like sharpening. Well, there's, in Snapseed, you have structure and you have sharpening, right? Right. Well, how would you describe the difference between the two? I'm not, I'm not sure, really, honestly. It just, it just kind of en enhances the sharpening of it, but without, like, overdoing it and making it very, very Got grainy. It. So I always do sharpening and uh, structure on it. The two rule does not apply in Snapseed. What's up? <laughs> no. Okay. Keep it minimal, though. So yeah, take it into Snapseed first, and then VSCO. And I'll usually start with picking a filter. Um, do you tend to turn to the same filter? I'm open to, the, to all of you. Do you guys tend to turn part, to yeah. the same filters? Every time. I do. E5. It's the only one I e5 use. E5 is my jam. It's the best one, dude. E5. This is like, 100%. You know, E5 is the same one, too. The yeah. F1 all the time. I'm an E5, E7, okay. F1 guy. And you're using M6 here, Pasha. Yeah. And then you can always play around with how much of it you want. And at this point, you're... Um, are, you, are you finished? So you do further in, edit? What's that? Please continue. Sorry. So I put in the filter, and then I'll, I'll take it back to the tools to kind of fine-tune it even more. Um... So let me show you, so this, let's say I choose a different filter if I go back. You can, let's say K3. So now, since you have two different edits, you can take it into Image Blender. So this is the app again that where you can overlay two different images. And then they blend both images so you can kind of oh, control cool. how much of which edit you want to appear. Um, that's fantastic actually. Yeah. I'm gonna download that later. And that's 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 and pretty that's much it. it, yeah. Just those two apps. Super. Guys, thanks for those demos and uh, I'm hoping that it after this, if you guys want to get a closer look or talk to these guys about it, uh, I'm sure they're willing to share. Except for Steve, because his phone's a mess. So, But anyway, let's open it back <laughs> up for uh, QA. Hi. Hi. My question is, are there any um, certain times of day or circumstances or environments where you would actually prefer shooting with an iPhone over a DSLR, a more advanced camera? I'm, me, personally, I think it's always really 
it's not really a time of day. It's like more like a type of shot. I think street photography on iPhone is like the bee's knees. It's really easy to do because it's so discreet, and especially since you could take photos with your headphones, um, it's like a silent shutter. So you can just be like discreetly snapping photos all day. Um, so definitely probably like around noon, definitely when it's not dark outside for me personally. I mean, cloudy conditions. I think just one of their soft light, um, and you can really boost the shadows and and make the look the photo as clear as possible. I think uh, iPhone works really well too for indoor fluorescent lighting, like uh, subway stations, yeah. such as what I showed you before. For lighting, or it's more so just capturing different um, time of the day. I guess it's. I don't really know if I would prefer the iPhone over DSLR for like a different different time of the day or whatnot. Okay. Hi. Um, I actually don't yet have an iPhone. Sorry. I mean, can we still be friends? <laughs> okay. Um, so the phone I have, there's, there's a little button that I can press on my photo editor called Drama. And it like brings everything high definition and does this. It's like a painting. Is there anything like that with the iPhone? Or do the, there's something similar to that when you... Um if you ever, I don't, if you ever download Snapseed, once you start playing around with that, there's a drama filter on there, and you can either make it, you know, as strong as you want it to be, or you can make it like minimal if you. you know. mm -hmm. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I was wondering when you guys are taking photos on the street of people, um, what do you guys do when they tell you like not to take their photos? Do you guys ever encounter that? You keep <laughs> you keep walking. Yeah, <laughs> I just keep walking. Uh, it doesn't. I used to argue. Um, it's like, but you're on the street with me. No, it does, it's not. It's not even worth it. Just keep it moving. Just act like as I didn't take a picture, and just keep it more. Just keep on walking. Yeah, obviously, took a picture. Yeah, because they're always going to ask you, like, did you just take a picture of me? You'd be like, nah, and just keep walking. It's not, it's not even, not even a thing. Because you will get into an argument. Hi, I was just wondering how long it took to like build up a strong like Instagram follower base. I think that's different for everybody. Everybody goes through like different, um, I guess, building up a following on Instagram. I mean, my story wouldn't be the same as Trash's or as it would be Pete's. I mean, me personally, it took me like three years. So not if some, it takes people two months sometimes. So I mean, it really depends. Yeah, I mean, I've been on Instagram, what, four years now. So it can and take also, you a minute, taking you a long time. Is also it works a lot with, with what you post. Right, like it's right. really important. What you don't post is very important as well. You know, you really want to post your, your strongest stuff. Hi. Um, do any of you guys use any, um, like, attachments, like moment lenses or, like, anything like that? There's a thing called uh, Glyph, I think. It's a tripod attachment. That's pretty much a primary accessory that I use, which goes hand in hand with like uh, Slow Shutter and Average Cam Pro. I use, I use one called Anycase, um, which is cool because you can actually, it's, it's like for iPhone, it's made for really any phone, but it's for an iPhone and you can, if you have a case on it already, like it will, you can put, keep the case on no matter what case you have. It's like like a universal that, adapter for yeah, a case. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I've messed around with moment lenses. I've messed around with auto clips. Um, they're definitely cool. They're definitely fun. Moment lenses are definitely a little more on the pricey side. Um, but they're, I mean, if you're serious about iPhone photography, I think it's definitely worth something investing in. 
Um, all clips are cool. Quality is like, I mean, just not 100% there. But still, still, still fun. Hi. So um, I usually take pictures of food mostly because I love to eat and I love stuff. food. Yeah, so I'm like hashtag foodie, that's it. But like I always, so besides like the everyday, like you're walking by and you take a nice shot, like what are your um, inspirations, like where to go? You know, like sometimes you go to like somewhere specific to shoot. So like what are some tips like if someone wants to like start that, like to explore and stuff, like what are your inspirations for that? Like finding where to shoot. I mean, me personally, since I'm being from the city, um, I like seeing uh, city life. I like seeing like the hustle and bustle. I like seeing people go to work. Um, I like urban environments. I mean, I'm from Brooklyn, so that's pretty much what I'm used to. So I kind of favor, you know, more urban kind of stuff. But, you know, the more you start to shoot, you know, it just opens your eyes to everything, though. Yeah, I think it's just about being open-minded and eventually you kind of just hone down what you, what you like shooting. I remember the first abandoned spot I ever went into. I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. And I'm, the next week I researched every abandoned building in the entire Midwest so I could go explore it. Um, but at the same time, like hang out with cool people, take photos of cool stuff they're doing. Um, shoot what you love. Yeah, shoot what you love. Yeah. And like, I travel a lot and usually before I go somewhere new, I always just Google the name of the city and see what comes up, you know, landmarks, different places, and also try and go on Instagram you know, put in the hashtag for a city, see if I see anything that looks cool and somebody geotagged it and try and go there. Yeah, when it's, it's, it's always fun when you're traveling because you can kind of just wander around and not really have a plan and just you might stumble upon something that you hadn't seen or it's, it's so I think that's probably the best. Cool. Well, thank you to everyone for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate you guys coming out. And thank you to uh, Steve Sweatpants, Trash Hand, Pete Williams, and Yo Poosh. You can find them on Instagram. And please visit the High Snobody Photo Guides. Uh, Pasha had a lot to do with these guides. We're going to be putting out a lot more. And uh, you can learn about how to take the best quality DSLR stuff. We've talked a lot about this stuff here. Um, thank you very much, guys.